0: River family, let me be the first to say congratulations. You almost made it through another election cycle. And I wanted to take a moment this morning to, to give us a word about the election. See, so if you were around with us during the last cycle in 2016, you'll remember that we took some time to talk about what we call the political spirit. Uh, it's a spirit that wants to infiltrate the church and cause division. And this morning, I'd like to remind us just who we are to be and, and how we are to be in these days leading up to November 3rd and beyond. See, this political spirit shows itself in division, an us versus them mentality, in accusation, in a promotion of a false messiah, uh, a false prophetic voice emerges focusing on the shortcomings of man rather than on the goodness of God. And it bears fruit of anger and depression, anxiety, fear, questioning, mocking, and impulsivity. It usually enters in through the gateway of fear and offense, and it's just all around us right now. But this morning I want to remind you that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. He himself is the very manifestation of love and forgiveness. So we must enter into our political engagement with discernment, wisdom, and love so that the Holy Spirit's fruit might abound at a time when it is so desperately needed. To that end, we would be wise to remember the advice of John Wesley given over 200 years ago that still rings true today, and I hope that it helps us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and not just on our desired outcomes he said to his audience during his day that they were able to go ahead and vote without fee or reward for the person that they most judged worthy. That they were to speak no evil of the person they voted against and that they were to take care that their spirits were not sharpened against those that voted on the other side. In doing these things, I believe we give the political spirit no ground on which it can operate. And so may this week be marked with unity that can only come by the Holy Spirit, and may his fruit abound all around us. So this morning, we're going to begin a new series on our discipleship metric of community. And the series is called Together, where we're engaging the simplicity of community. And you might be asking, Tim, what's the discipleship metric? And that's a fair question. Uh, A couple of years ago, we went through a process of developing how we would approach discipleship at the river. And we landed on teaching through our values of presence, family, and mission um, and and the pieces that we deem to be important aspects of each of those values so that every person, regardless of age, Will be able to be a fully given disciple of Jesus. So we've spent almost our entire fall together in our value of family. And today we're in our last metric of that value, which again is community. And when we talk about metrics, we talk about how we gauge our growth. So we can gauge our growth here by answering this statement on a scale of one to five. I regularly spend time with the family of God and I understand the value of these relationships in my life. Take a moment, how would you rate yourself there on a scale of one to five? See, it's my prayer that by the end of this series, with the Holy Spirit's help, we can move that needle wherever number you landed on in the direction of growth. And in order to move ahead in a season honestly, which we've had to reimagine how we engage community, I believe our best answers lie in looking back to the beginning of the church. The church in Acts provides for us a model of community centered around the person of Christ and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Luke, who's the author of Acts, recorded this about their practice of community. He said, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and a prayer. And today we're going to hone in on that one word, devoted. It's a word that means a mutual love and respect for one another. Here we see that this devotion that they were practicing was both a personal decision that every believer had to make, but it was also a corporate response to what it was that God was doing in their midst. See, they were both learning about the gospel of Jesus and displaying that gospel in their interactions with one another. See, we often try to copy the form of this community in how we teach or fellowship and our practice of communion and prayer. And we think, you know, maybe if I do it just right, you know, we, we might see the type of community built here in Pearl River that we see in Acts. I, I think if we only go after the form, we miss out on the real key to developing devoted community. It's that daily choosing into this devotion to God and to community that's required of every follower of Jesus. See, they made a daily choice to love and respect one another. Their devotion displayed to one another was an outflow of their devotion to Christ. Encounter and practice go hand in hand. And this couldn't have been easy. See, they, they had plenty of outside influences vying for de- their devotion, especially as the gospel begins to spread out into the Greek and Roman world. They have religious leaders who are trying to call them back to the old ways of worshiping God. They have political systems trying to entangle them and, and pull them uh, into placing Caesar on the throne. They have leaders and money affecting, uh, they're trying to all vie for their obedience and affection. And even internally, there's fighting and there's grumbling going on. It wasn't perfect. Because whenever people are involved, nothing ever is. Because some days we choose well and some days we don't. But here we saw they were daily choosing one another. Some even ended up paying for their choices with their own lives. So what was it that they chose? Well, primarily, they chose to love Jesus and be loved by him. All of their devotion to learning his ways, worship, and prayer drew them deeper into his presence. And from there, their fellowship then became this proving ground of this devotion to God. This is why Paul and Peter and even John's letters to the churches that make up most of the New Testament were instructive on how to just love each other. And so all of their teachings about acceptance and esteem, about building up and encouraging counsel, about serving one another in love, bearing of one another's burdens and gentleness and kindness of unity in the church, of of truth speaking and submission to one another and compassion, comfort in the living of peace in, in their confession to one another in long suffering and patience and hospitality and humility and radical forgiveness and sacrificial giving were all expressions of the devotion that they had towards one another that fulfilled Jesus' teaching to love God with the entirety of their being and to love their neighbors as themselves. See, there is so much that's vying for our devotion today, just like it vied for their devotion then. And it's not that different. But more than any other time, media and politics, relationships, jobs, they're all jockeying for this place in our lives that's intended by God to be for community most harmful of those, I believe, though, is devotion to self, which flies in the face of this call to lay down our lives for the sake of others, to serve one another in love, to think of others more highly than ourselves. See, instead, our love and our respect is given out to people and ideologies that can never return devotion the way that someone in the family of God can. Even our idea of what church could look like can be at odds with the work that Jesus is actually desiring to do in our midst. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a 20th century theologian, once said, the person who loves their dream of community will destroy community, but the person who loves those around them will create community. So we know that we find ourselves in a unique time in history. It's one where we have choices to make regarding community. In this COVID world that we're living in right now. And it should challenge us to rethink, to reimagine not just what it means to belong to a community, but how we engage it. To allow the Holy Spirit to strip away all of our preconceived notions of what community ought to look like, that dream of community, in exchange for the church that Jesus is building now as we pursue him together. And if we're gonna be a devoted community, then it's not going to be enough to just check in online or show up on a Sunday anymore. We were made for a deeper connection to one another. And it's not easy to choose, especially with all of the restrictions that we've faced that seem to be just keeping us from being physically together but however it's impossible now to practice to devotion this mutual love and respect in isolation it's impossible we need each other jesus knows that and deep down so do we see we are called to be a devoted community so what do you do well join that river community that meets weekly for fellowship and prayer It doesn't matter if it's online or meets in person. Join that workshop or class or study. Have that person get together for coffee or tea. For the sake of our souls, we can't afford to neglect community any longer. We need this. And becoming a devoted community, honestly, it's more than a choice. It's a response to an invitation for more. I want more. so do you. And I'd love to pray for you this morning. And so as you leave this meeting this morning, may you pursue Jesus with everything that you have, fully given to learning about his ways, to worshiping him and to prayer, so that in turn you might daily choose to walk in devotion toward one another so that the world will know that Jesus is who he says he is because you are who he says you are. A community centered on him, practicing devotion to one another. And may you extend that same measure of grace to one another all those times we get it wrong, that he extends to you. I even pray that healing and joy would wash over your experience of community as you do. May you ever be moving in the direction of growth. Amen. Mm -hmm. Bye.